Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now. Today I'm joined by another guest in our February mini-series who's telling us a bit about a story and how she's come back from living a pretty healthy lifestyle, going through a pregnancy and then rebuilding those healthy habits to help herself feel better once again. And as part of this February series, I really wanted to bring you real people. So today I've got a friend of mine, Victoria Hemsworth, who's joining to share her real story to help inspire you to see how, you know, we're all ordinary, normal people, sometimes struggling with different things in our lives and yet we can navigate a way to build a healthy lifestyle and healthy habits with just small steps. So welcome Victoria. Hi yeah, nice to uh, see you. (laughs) Yeah, I know we don't often see each other do we We chat on our WhatsApp group but it's nice to have a little um, insight into each other's world. So I know you're taking a bit of a lunch break to record this so thank you for sparing the time. So with all of our guests I start off by asking them what their most impactful healthy habit is if you'd like to share yours. Most impactful healthy habit? I think my the gym like I really really love going to my six o'clock gym class and the the, the thought of doing the six o'clock gym class at the start was absolutely like horrendous five thirty start going doing an hour but absolutely thrive off it now um I do two a week at six o'clock till seven and I've only ever cancelled one due to feeling unwell because I actually just love it and I've been doing that since June last year um and it just really keeps us motivated. I get it done before the, my crazy day starts and just like, l- like love it. Yeah. And I will add there that's AM, not PM. So that's why yeah. Victoria's a bit, <laughs> you know, it will come on to this because I think, yeah, this class and starting back to exercise after having Georgia, which we'll come on to, has been something that's been a bit of a lifesaver for you really, hasn't it? As you say, yeah needing to work out is something that's very much a part of who you are yeah so just to kind of share a little bit about your story obviously we've worked together for a long time we both used to work at Nike and you had Georgia on the eve of lockdown number one yeah Yeah. so huge Mm -hmm. huge change for everyone in the UK and the beginning of a very (laughs) different maternity leave to the one that you planned but up until that point you were someone that worked out regularly even through yeah. pregnancy you used to do the classes that we had on yeah. the lunchtime at work didn't you and and that was yeah. just something that you enjoyed yeah yeah so through my pregnancy I wanted to stay fit and healthy like obviously it's easy to just eat and put on weight and you know I, I didn't want that and I think with Nike we were really fortunate to have those classes at a lunchtime and I, I just utilized that and obviously keeping it the pregnancy a secret for the first few months is is difficult 
and once it was known it was like really like everyone encouraged us to come along and obviously just took it a bit easier but up until the day we had to leave due to coronavirus I was exercising at least four times a week um so that just kept us like going and, and it really helped us because one I didn't put on like a horrendous amount of weight during pregnancy but it meant that it meant that once I had Georgia that I didn't like I was still in that like mentality of, of exercising and obviously what I thought was going to be like I could still go to the gym and stuff but that obviously changed but yeah yeah and so the lockdown for lots of people completely changed their lifestyle and for a lot of people being allowed to go outside once a day was something that meant being kind of active and mobile much more than what they usually were so for lots of people it was actually um the first time that they built regular exercise into their lifestyle but for a lot of other people it was a case of being inside and you know if you were someone that went to the gym obviously there was a mad rush for gym equipment and dumbbells etc went up ridiculously in price and then like many other things there was no availability of of anything to buy um but for yourself, having Georgia on the eve of lockdown and then navigating a brand new baby, which for lots of people means sleepless nights and exhaustion yeah. and, you know, other challenges that come with that adjustment from being someone who can do whatever they want to suddenly having this new baby yeah. to care for and then not having access, as you say, you know, to um, get support from family to help with yeah. you know having time for yourself as well as just support with the baby like how was that what what impact did that have on kind of your health and wellness yeah, oh. yeah it was so tough because I, I I went into the the whole I got my baby shower I had the whole like pregnancy as normal and like you say when Georgia was born it like lockdown hit and it just meant like all these plans I kind of had in my head of like my mom will have her I'll go to the gym I'll get out with my friends for walks or go for coffees and that just kind of like obviously ended like then and then I just got obsessed with the news like I was obsessed with like when we're coming out of lockdown when can I get back to normal like when can my mom meet Georgia like I was obs- I like literally had the news on like all day and I was like, it's just, it was like driving is a bit crazy. Mm. I did go out for my daily walk and then I had an, I actually had an emergency cesarean. So it meant like I couldn't exercise for a while. So when I could go out and do like at least like 10, 15 minutes walks, I used to go out with the pram. But then like my husband, like fortunately, but he was working from home. So on lunchtimes, once I could exercise, he started taking Georgia for half an hour while I did like a Joe Wick. So uh I had downloaded the Peloton like um app to do like the classes there. So um I was doing like 20 minutes like hit or 30 minutes hit every few days a week and getting out for walks, but it just wasn't the maternity leave I had planned and it really, really like got us down and mm. um yeah, just it was it was tough because although it was like lovely to have a little family together and we're in this little bubble, it was like hard because I'd never got a break from it apart yeah. from that 30 minutes over lunch when Laurie would take her um it was yeah it was it was tough um but I was I, I did try and like exercise like to a degree through that as well so mm-hmm. um 
just making sure that I was like having a little bit of time for myself. Yeah, and I think what you touched on there about the news and the mindset piece is something that I talk a lot about to try to get people to understand the role it plays in how well and happy you are because people focus on activities like working out or walking or food is a huge one, obviously, that people think about when they think about being healthier. But the way that you are mentally is a huge thing and I know that's something you wanted to talk about today as well because you know as a new parent not just a mum I think for any new parent it's really hard but especially as a mother like you said when you've had a cesarean and it's a big physical change and recovery process you've got to go through but then one when you didn't have the support network because of COVID and like you say the news you know was something a, a lot of people watched continuously I've done think yeah. I've ever watched as much on the news as I did then you know waiting for those six o'clock live oh, briefings yeah, I was like <laughs> obsessed obsessed but yet yeah, the the damage that it was doing it was mentally we didn't understand and so I've certainly changed and um I, I very very rarely watch the tv anyway except for something on Netflix now and again but <laughs> I stopped using news apps about four months ago and I can honestly say it's had a massive change in my mental well-being and at times it's hard because I've missed something you know somebody mentioned something on social media or in person and I go oh no I didn't know about that so I do try to have like once a week where I just have a little bit of a look around online but I don't use any news apps I don't get any alerts um and so I think yeah you found that something that you know, because you were fixated on when will normality resume yeah. and waiting for that point so that you could go back to the old Victoria pre having judge, you know, like the way that you lived yeah. your life um, with freedom of choice, I guess. It was just like, I was like, when we, I think it was that, was it like the, the 4th of July? I don't know if it was the 4th of July or like round then when we could like book a restaurant. I was like, right, I'm out, I'm going out, taking Georgia with us because I wanted Georgia to like, experience a normal life and wanted her to like get used to being out with people and and she had like three months four months of just being with me Laurie and then obviously we could mingle with my mom and stuff once the bubbles Mm. came but it was just minimal contact with humans and like being like the first time I took her inside to a restaurant she was like a couple months old which I had every intention of being out the next day at a coffee shop with her. Do you know what I mean? Like just to just mm. to take my newborn out and show her mm. off, and I, I never got the chance to. So I took every opportunity once lockdown lifted to like try and get a bit mm. of my maternity back. Yeah, and I know obviously I know you, so I know how you are. That's something which is important to you, isn't it? Is the mm, yeah. social side and something Victoria does, which she can share, is she <laughs> does um, a food guide for Newcastle. So you, most people listen probably know either who we are or our accents that we're here in the northeast. And so Victoria had set up the food. Yeah. What did you set it up during COVID? Yeah, yeah, set yeah. It up, maternity, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'd set it up in the June before we got out of lockdown, just about rest. Um, I started it doing like takeaways and, you know, where I had been pre-COVID and mm-hmm. hoping that I could get back to those places. So, yeah, uh-huh. I've always loved eating now. I've always took pictures of eat food and everything. So I was like, right, I haven't got anything to keep 
busy with apart from mm-hmm. the odd thing I could do during lockdown. So I, I set up, yeah, my Geordie food guide on Instagram and um, just took up from there. And I've been doing mm-hmm. it, yeah, nearly three years now. So, God, I know, yeah, I can't believe it's it. that long. And And that's something which I wanted to talk about because, as I said, a lot of people focus on what they eat when they think about health and they think they've got to restrict and deprive yeah. themselves. And you're someone that um, does think about their weight. You're someone who, yeah. like me, you know, over years has had to manage their weight to feel the way you want yeah. to feel. But I think you're in a place now where you, you're much more comfortable with who you are and the way you, healthy living really is. And this side of of kind of who you are with meeting new people going out to different restaurants or even the takeaways and cook at home options and and things you know these businesses now do on the back of COVID that's something that you find really helps you with your well-being doesn't it like that whole yeah yeah. having a hobby and an interest and that time for you yeah yeah I mean I've met some amazing people doing my food blog um they just people who have been there to support us through like COVID and just someone else to chat to who's got a similar interest. So yeah, like I've been obviously invited to restaurants and um, rest like through COVID I got sent like takeaways and like lots of brownies. But yeah, I have to obviously like watch what I eat. And when I know I've got something planned, I'm obviously eating healthy around that. Mm. So I have my overnight oats, my lunches are very like, like, protein and chicken and eggs and stuff and homemade soups and then when I'm not out I eat really healthy on an evening like I make like chilies and homemade stuff but when I do eat out I enjoy eating out and I like to have a glass of wine with it and I like to enjoy what the restaurants are offering us and I think that's the balance I've got is you know, I can't go out every night. I've, I've obviously got Georgia as well to think about, but where I can bring her with is the restaurants absolutely love is when I bring her to it and it's getting her eating different foods. It's mm-hmm. getting her used to this like restaurant environment, being out, how to like, you know, she's, she's nearly three. She's, she's, she's a tinker. She's, she's naughty, but it's getting her used to like being sit down in a restaurant, having a meal, not just like, you know sitting at home having mm. whatever I'm cooking so um and obviously she likes chicken and chips which every child does but yeah try and get her eating you know I make um like nasi goreng or jambalayas and she like likes those rice dishes so she's like really involved in the cooking of that and watches us cook so there's just a balance between doing my, my Geordie food guide where I eat and drink out a lot and doing the balanced meals at home so Plus the exercise, I've got, I've got to do the exercise because as, as much as I go to the gym twice a week or three times where I can, I do like a Joe Wicks or a Juice and Tire, you know, the, mm. the YouTube channels through the week and I've mm. got my kettlebells and dumbbells. So if I do two of those a week and at least two of my classes, I've obviously got a dog now as well. So I'm out for dog walks quite a lot. So all of that combined, like I just think, well, yeah, I can eat out and drink out mm. because I've got the rest of my life balanced in that sense. Yeah, that's really good. And I know um, you've struggled when you went back to work full time, now being full time based at home, like a lot of people post COVID or yeah. some people might have a hybrid work and model. Yeah. You're full time at home with a young baby, I mean, she's coming up to three, but we're 
still calling babies yeah. really that age. Yeah. <laughs> a puppy, which you got only a few months ago, a husband who often works at home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had some problems with George's health, which have massively impacted yeah. yours and Laurie's lives in every mm-hmm. way. So all of that is a big juggle, isn't it? And I know it's yeah. something there was kind of for, for quite a few months or, or even longer, really, um, over the last couple of years, you've had to kind of pause the focus yeah. on you and your health. But then you have managed to pick that up. And that was what I really yeah. wanted to try and like delve into a bit is, you know, you've you could have easily stayed in that downward spiral of, well, I just don't have time. We have got yeah. too many demands on us as a family. I just can't do it anymore. But you knew because of the way you felt before yeah. having Georgia, how taking care of yourself felt. Is that something that you've found has helped your motivation to, to get back into those healthy habits of yeah. working out and eating well? Yeah, I think, like, I mean, we had a tough year the other when we, we got made redundant from Nike. So, mm-hmm. obviously, 20, 2021... We all got made. We all got told we're being made redundant. So that obviously t- took like a massive like lull on us all. Like affected mm. mental health. Like I was like, what am I going to do? And I thought for like twenty twenty one, that was the only problem I was going to have. And then obviously, like you've just um, said, Georgia's health um, took a bit of a turn for the worse when she got cancer in the June. So. Um, we we obviously lived at the RVI nearly four months that year. So I was being made redundant, handing over my work, sitting on a hospital bed mm. and trying to look after a child in a hospital bed. And m- myself and Laurie swapped every day. So we slept at the hospital every other night. Um, so it, the, I know I've, I've spoke to you about this in the past. The first few weeks, you can't, I was like shell-shocked and I stopped like eating like properly getting a delivery maybe once a day to the RVI because I just obviously couldn't bear going home to cook or like obviously then it was going home to be by myself um and I just one day just sitting on the bed trying to feed Georgia some food and I was shaking like absolutely shaking because I just hadn't fueled myself enough and I just that minute of that day I just went I need to look after myself because how am I sitting gonna look after Georgia in, in hospital not looking after myself like I sometimes would come home and my my tea would be a glass of wine that would Mm. just be my tea and going from somebody who exercised and ate well and ate out and did all this and almost like nearly got my life back to normal in 2021 to like then go back into this dark place and yeah it was um obviously then lobby like was finding really things really tough and he stopped working um I was doing like the bare minimum handing over my job which which was fine at the time but yeah we're, we're food and yeah like I didn't obviously excessively drink but having a glass of wine for tea instead of a healthy meal isn't like the right thing to do and 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 I know that now but at the time it was the the thing that helped us get to sleep at night mm. and then um, we ended up getting like, um, I started doing my overnight oats. So I made the overnight oats for the week. So me and Laurie would bring that to the hospital with a coffee. And then we got like a meal prep. 
Like, so I was just like Googling, like on my Instagram, finding the best meal preps that we could get. So we were eating like a healthy, balanced meal that we could just put in the microwave at the hospital and none of us had to go home and cook. So we started doing that and we got that for a few weeks and in like just to try and get ourselves better. I mean, obviously the exercise just took a complete nosedive, didn't um, exercise much for those few months. But um, at least I got me like eating back to like a regular healthy routine obviously had the the odd delivery couldn't stop me food guy yeah. <laughs> um and and um started posting about like the nearest places mm-hmm. to the RVI hospital and you know somebody it might appeal to somebody like knowing where to go around the RVI for like some some food so yeah yeah definitely and I mean that situation's just so awful and difficult for any family to be in um you know, spending so much time in a hospital full stop isn't a nice environment yeah. to be in. But when you're having to stay there every other night and then care for Georgia all day in that environment where you weren't allowed to leave because of how poorly she was, you couldn't even take her outside or off the ward, could you, for, no. for most of that time? No. Um, and, you know, the sleep is obviously a big thing because I know you weren't getting much sleep when you're in a bed with a curtain around you on a ward. And with I other love sleep. Young children. <laughs> Yeah. And so I think, you know, what you've explained there is, is is just such a balanced approach because, you know, mentally you had so much going on. There was obviously so much worry and you're the type of person that liked the life a certain way. You enjoyed what you did, you know, with the social yeah. side of things and the new food blog. But you had to accept that you couldn't do all of it, you know. So th- yeah. this is where I think a lot of people struggle with getting healthy because they go oh, well, it's like an all or nothing approach. You know, well, I I want to lose however many pounds or stone or, you know, I want to work out four times a week and that's all that will equal being healthy. But health comes Mm -hmm. in different forms. And for any new parent, you know, for many years, if you have a child who doesn't sleep very well either, there's things that you're not going to be able to fit into your schedule. You know, so it's adjusting, isn't it? And you made that adjustment and said, right, Let's focus on fueling ourselves well because we're not going to be sleeping good. We can't move our bodies very much and we're we're in a very stressful situation. So if we can get one thing right to support us, then Mm -hmm. we're going to feel a bit better than we might have if, like you say, we just live on wine and cereal and, and, you know, um, really like rubbish food from takeaways because I know you have a very very good choice of takeaways <laughs> like you, when we talk about takeaways here it's not like a kebab and chips every day so it's nice quality no, food and pad, yeah. pad thai I look, I always mm, that's your favorite yeah <laughs> yeah so as, as you you're still navigating obviously working full time and George yeah. being young and you know there's still lots going on with her health still lots of of regular yeah. checkups and and emergency trips back to the hospital you're very lucky to live so close to the oh, RVI where the children's yeah. hospital is yeah so you know for any parent I, I don't even think it's just when your kids are young I know for me now Lois is 15 it's so much different and easier to balance and juggle parenthood but when yeah. your kids are young it's harder so what are some of the practical things you do I know you've touched on a couple of times like the meal yeah. prep um you've used meal prep like companies who deliver don't you to help at times but yeah now you're more about prepping yourself and just planning ahead yeah. are, are there any tips you've got that you could share 
Yeah, so I try and do overnight oats at least a few days a week. So that means just like once George is asleep, I can go downstairs, I can make the oats, I pop them in the fridge. That's my breakfast a couple of days a week, so mm-hmm. good. Um, and do you do that in a batch? So you've got those days yeah. all mm-hmm. done in one go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, at the minute I'm doing carrot cake oats. So yeah, grated carrot in my oats, but it's it's so good. So I have those most mornings or just like a porridge pot with fruit on. Mm-hmm. Um just if I need to be quick. And then um, my lunches, I was up until like this week doing um, homemade soup. So batch cooking that on a Sunday or Monday morning, Mm -hmm. like broccoli, broccoli and bacon most recently. And then last week, lunch is all prepped for the week. And then this week I've been doing like air fryer, chicken sausages and and eggs because I because um my friend hazel told us to air fry <laughs> eggs and it works really well yeah <laughs> so that's I like the lunches in one one thing <laughs> it's really good eight minutes really nice soft boiled egg and um and then like teas like if i'm not obviously eating out i'll do um yeah i just like I enjoy cooking so i just try and get as much veg in uh, like if i'm making a chili just add extra veg um like if there's a recipe like as I touched on earlier about nasi goreng like I add in like carrots and cabbage and you know like stuff like that like you can just pad out a rice dish um and then like George I'll eat it um as well because she, she loves mm-hmm. rice dishes so it's just like if I've got breakfast and lunch sorted then tea I've got a bit more time because once I'm in and George is in we can like do it as one especially now she's mm-hmm. eating a little bit more the same as us um, so I think just like, and I always, always plan my meals on a Sunday when I do my food shop. So I've got my ingredients in for the week. Yeah. And I think that really helps because it, it keeps us on track of what I'm eating each day instead of going like in the morning, what we're going to have for tea. Um, batch cooking chilies and spaghetti bowl like nays to put in the freezer for those days that you just need to like be quick. Um, and I think it's making like... Obviously, I eat out a lot, but it's making sensible decisions when you eat out. Don't always go for the burger and chips. Like, don't always go for a creamy pasta, go for a tomato pasta. Like, it's making those decisions when you're out mm. as well. Um, You know, I do like a pint of beer, but I know that that's got a lot more calories in than like a gin and tonic. So it's like just assessing the situation and trying to be like, you know, yeah, I'm eating more calories today, but can there be like sensible calories Mm -hmm. um, and like sensible decisions when I eat out? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously get food envy when Laurie's ordering like this huge burger and chips. But, you know, I I always enjoy the food I eat and... um, and yeah, I think that's like the best thing I could say is like, it's just making those sensible choices mm. when you do want to eat out. Yeah, definitely. And I'm all about that. You know, I share a lot of my stories yeah. and posts as well about what I have when I'm out eating this week. I've been to London with Lowe's and I've had mm-hmm. so many things like ice cream. I've had a couple of glasses of rosé and Aperol spritz, which I know mm. you like as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't ever count calories. Mm. I just think about the quality of the food I'm putting yeah. in and what it is. And like you say, then there's no guilt or remorse or regret, you know, or worry of like, oh, I'm having a treat. I'm having a day off. It's just like I eat what I want because I've learned what food does and I think that's what yeah. your sin isn't it for you the food that you put in is a huge part of how well you feel yeah. and it, it sets you up for having the energy for your very busy life 
and also yeah. work and out helps with that, doesn't it? And I, I can't yeah. believe when she shares in our WhatsApp group, the alarms that are all set to get up on a morning. Like, oh, God, I, don't, I did exercise this morning, but it was at eight o'clock, not six o'clock. I'm not sure I'm a six a.m. But yeah, and, and that's, I guess that's it. Like you said, it's only twice a week. But yeah. that's because you and Laurie take turns. So he does a couple of early morning he workouts. He does two and, sixes yeah. and I do two sixes. So for this four, five, thirty <laughs> alarms a week. <laughs> but that that this is a place you're at in your life right now, isn't it? And it's one that yeah, yeah you, you're adjusting to and go, well, we can do this now like this but there might be a time when we can go more or we can go after work or you know if yeah. work changes or or um when George is older and it's less work you know when yeah. you're doing bath time and meal time and, and spending time when she's been out all day yeah, yeah and I think like that's the biggest thing for me is like I, I like to exercise in the morning anyway so I find it really hard to motivate myself to exercise on an evening so the six o'clock it's tough I mean especially in the winter when it's dark the summer I was like it's fine but because George is so young she's up early anyway so by the time I'm home she's already been up for half Mm. an hour so I have to just think well actually I'd be up a quarter past six anyway if if she like if Mm. she was up a quarter past six so it's not that much earlier and I think obviously the older she gets and the more she sleeps in I I will try and do it a bit later but it fits into the lifestyle now and it gets us Mm -hmm. like two really good workouts a week um and like and then yeah like you said like Laurie can get his two workouts a week and they're done before the day starts so yeah Yeah. hopefully it'll get easier once she gets older I'm sure it will definitely um (laughs) and I think just something I was thinking there is you you're saying about you know, you, she would be up anyway. But I suppose people might be listening going, oh, yeah, but how do you actually motivate yourself to work out, especially at that time? Or how do you motivate mm. yourself to plan your meals? Because, that you know, I hear about this all the time and, and clients I've had, like the struggle, because they just say, I just don't have time. That's the biggest thing that stands in most people's way from getting started to making these healthier changes in their life. So what is it that really motivates you? I know we touched a bit on you used to do before so you know what it feels like is that something like what what do you think is it that drives you to want to to live like this um probably a few things I think um one like me weight me appearance you know I don't I don't I don't want to like be overweight I want to be able to put clothes on and feel nice and Mm -hmm. that's just like a personal opinion like you know Um, but also like for Georgia like I want to be healthy for her and I want to like her to see you know I come back from the gym she goes mommy are you all sweaty and I'm like yeah (laughs) are you soaking wet yeah and I want to see like you know her and me her and her dad go out and we go to the gym and we eat well and we're prepping Mm -hmm. I want her like one I want to like live a healthy life and be around for her and two I want her to see those good things in us yeah mm-hmm. I mean she, sometimes she goes mommy is that your secco like prosecco I'm like, yeah, but she also sees us eating my overnight oats and mm-hmm. my, you know like you know she sees like the everything of, of us and um I want her to see that like we we live like a healthy lifestyle and I want her to be able to like see that and be brought up in that way um yeah yeah so a bit, a bit about for me and a bit for her mm-hmm. really so 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I'm all about normalising healthy habits. So kids do grow up knowing how to feel good and it's through taking care of yourself and valuing yourself. And the best way we can change that is through modelling our behaviour. And, you know, you know this from being at Nike, how much kids' lives are changing because of of you know, culture, just games and TV and lifestyle and so on. So there's a big risk to kids being much less mobile and more sedentary. And and we've really got to keep showing the way with that. So, yeah, that was a really great answer to kind of uh, tie us up very nicely at the end. So as Victoria said, you can connect with her on Instagram. She is the Geordie Food Guide. I'm always looking for inspiration of where (laughs) I can go out to eat. She just seems to find the most incredible places and she really is just like evidence of how you can live a very normal life. You you know, you can have a very busy life with jobs, your family. Obviously, you know, George's health is a big extra hurdle like you have to navigate as a young family. And you've got this great hobby that gives you so much fulfilment as well. And you find ways to take care of yourself. And that's what I really wanted to get across to people today is, you know, all of our lives are different. There's not one recipe of success. It's about you just working out, like you say, what matters to you. And that's shown Georgia a great example and, and you feeling strong and, and well and, and confident in yourself and then yeah. finding the right lifestyle to, to give you those things, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just finding the balance between, you know, I, I like eating out, but also no, you can't eat out every night. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're never going to get the goals. I, I'm never going to get the goals I want. So it's just, yeah, finding that like nice, happy medium balance of still enjoying what I used to do b- before I had a baby and my body shape changed <laughs> and um, and like the lifestyle I had before to the lifestyle I have now where, you know, Georgia's the most important thing, but also like me and Laurie need to spend time as a couple and go out and enjoy mm-hmm. a meal and you know and we, we were a couple and I think that's important as well mm-hmm. we were a couple before Georgia and I think Georgia's obviously our lives but we have we're, we have a relationship to keep going as well so having yeah. that time as a couple and going out for a meal and I, and I really have a lot of really good support in like my sisters and my mom and um, Laurie's mum like looking after Georgia and we're really fortunate mm-hmm. that we've got that support so we can go out and enjoy ourselves so it's like obviously a network of, of people to, for support as well. Yeah so. that, that's a really good call out about your relationship because I have done a podcast episode on that a, a couple of months or so ago where we talked about the impact um, relationships with other people and yourself actually have on your health but yeah that that's so easily lost for a lot of new parents yeah. isn't it? parents with, with very young children with more than one because life is so busy and can get in the way but as you say that's something that's very important to your overall health and happiness isn't it to have a strong yeah. relationship and then the community around you as well so yeah, yeah that that's yeah. a really good shout thanks for sharing that so thank you very much for your time again and chatting today I hope everyone's enjoyed story and check out Victoria's lovely Instagram page and if you are <laughs> visit Newcastle that's where to go for tips to eat out <laughs> oh well, thanks for having us on it was You're lovely to welcome. chat to you great thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed our podcast please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode it 
would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.